Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM. You have to give singers a little bit of forgiveness for sometimes being the hypochondriacs. That's baritone Daniel Okulich. You'll hear more from him later in the show. But first, superstar violinist James Ennis. Over the course of his career, Ennis has performed in over 35 countries on five continents. His recordings have earned him a Grammy, a gramophone, and 11 Juno Awards. In 2007, Ennis became the youngest person ever elected as a fellow to the Royal Society of Canada. And in 2010, he was appointed a member of the Order of Canada. Ennis returns to the TSO this week to take part in the New Creations Festival. He performs Aaron J. Kernis's violin concerto, which was written especially for him. James Ennis joins me and my co-host, TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher, on the line now. James, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Tell us about your relationship with Aaron J. Kernis. Well, I've known Aaron for quite a while now. We've been friends for about a decade. Uh, in 2007, I had the opportunity to commission a piece of his with the the BBC Proms in London. I had a recital for them in the summer of 2007 where kind of late in the game they found some extra money lying around, I guess, and asked me if I wanted to commission a piece. So I had played some of Aaron's chamber music at this point and was a real fan of what he did. So I thought there's probably not much chance he'll be able to do it, but I have to at least ask and at least try. And very happily, he um, told me that he sort of had a piece rattling around in his head that needed to come out. So (laughs) he wrote this piece called Two Movements with Bells for Violin and Piano that uh, has become a real core part of my repertoire. It's a fantastic piece. And uh, from that point onwards, we, we talked about uh, hopefully someday collaborating on a concerto. So uh, we were both really, really pleased when the TSO took the lead with putting a, a consortium of commissioners together. And now it's, it's here after all these years. It's coming up fast. So, James, for our listeners who may not be familiar with Aaron's music, how would you describe his music? Well, Aaron's like a lot of great composers. You know, his music has evolved as he's gotten older and his life has changed. But you know, sometimes he writes music that's very lyrical and sometimes he writes music that is more sort of harmonically challenging. It's usually technically quite brilliant. Uh, it's always very, very colorful and it's always very honest. And this concerto, I think, is it's very colorful. It's very creative, uh, uses the violin uh, in a fantastic way. I mean, it takes advantage of the violin's great lyrical qualities, but also all the uh, tricks that one can do. I mean, the piece is (laughs) very, very difficult. But overall, I think the impression is that it's going to be very intense and very moving, but also very exciting and virtuosic. I like this comment that you made about it being honest, and I think I know what you mean by that, but can you expand on that idea a bit? Well, I think that there's music that sometimes plays on effects that don't necessarily seem kind of real. You know, they might seem a little bit over the top or a little bit contrived. Whereas Aaron's music, um, you always feel there's a, or at least I always feel there's a real depth behind it and a real meaning to every gesture that he has. In terms of the virtuosity in the piece, it's not just there to make people clap. <laughs> you know, it's a real integral part of the excitement of the music. And and the harmonies, um, 
even as they get more uh, chromatic and maybe more challenging for the ear, they work because every note has to be exactly what it is. And it's, it's fascinating working with him also through his creative process that even in the thickest, most complex bits of texture, it's very important to him that every detail is just the way it is. And um, you know, I think that's really the hallmark of a, of a truly great composer, someone that has something important to say and works very, very hard to express that. What is the best part for you about working on a brand new work? I think there's a lot of best parts. I think that for one thing, it can be violinistically really interesting to see what a composer is trying to do with the instrument. And and that's something inherent in music, just the way he writes. It's not like he uses all these non-traditional techniques or anything like that, but the way things fit in the hands are particular to his writing. And I've you know, played enough of his music now that I see and I feel these types of things in the hands where the patterns are new and different. And I feel that they challenge me and make me kind of a better player because, uh, you know, you're just coming across something that you just simply haven't done before. But ultimately, the uh, the real joy, I think, is when you come across a piece that you really believe in, you think, well, this is going to, hopefully, if we do our jobs, it's going to say something important to an audience that hasn't been said before. And um, if an audience can come out of our concert saying that was a great piece and it meant something to me and I wouldn't feel quite the same way with any other piece I've ever heard, then that's a real honor to be a part of something like that. Absolutely. James, we're so proud and excited to be playing again with you, especially with this wonderful new piece. Well, thanks. It's going to be really great working with you guys. I mean, it's uh, a, a very special thing for me that the, the first creation of this piece is going to be with the TSO in orchestra that's meant a real great deal to me over the years. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you, James. Thanks a lot. That was Canadian violinist James Ennis. You can find him center stage with the TSO this Wednesday. Tickets are available at tso.ca. You're listening to the TSO podcast. Stay with us. Our next guest is Canadian bass baritone Daniel Okulich. Okulich played the role of Chouinard in Baz Luhrmann's Tony Award-winning Broadway production of La Boheme. His world premieres include Seth Brundle in Howard Shore's The Fly and Willy Wonka in The Golden Ticket. Okulich performs a brand new piece by Canadian composer Owen Pallett this Wednesday. He was last with the TSO this December when he performed as soloist in Handel's Messiah. That's when Jeff caught up with him backstage to find out more about his performance this week. Take a listen. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So Daniel, you're joining us again for a piece by Owen Pallett in the New Creations Festival. Um, what's it like for you when, when you have a brand new sheet of music for you? You've never sung it before. There's no recording to go to. How do you really start to, to learn the music? I typically like to start just with the text and see if I can find the poetry in it and really find how I would say it as if it were a monologue. And that has to be my starting point. Rather than think of it as how I want to sing it, it's how I want to communicate it. Uh, that gets my brain into a better place. It gets it out of the singing place, if that makes sense, but more into the actor and, and uh, communicator and musician that way. And then I'll, I'll have someone play through it with me on the piano to get a sense of the overall structure. So you have a fantastic career, of course, in sort of the classical and romantic opera world, and here you are with us in the New Creations. How, how do you find that as an artist, balancing this, this choice between sort of doing sort of standard repertoire and then these really rare, maybe, opportunities? 
I have made a point in my career of uh, of doing a lot of new new music. It's both just because I enjoy it, but also strategically, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say it's a brand, but it's it's who I am as an artist. I, I try to balance these new works with the classical. The cla- doing the the standard rep in a sense maintains your street cred, and it also vocally is very healthy to do. A lot of new music, not all new music, but a lot of new music can be very angular, and. Uh, more challenging for the voice. So it's always always nice to keep a balance between the two. And that's been a strategy of mine from the very beginning of my career with my teacher and my agent has been to to make sure that if I'm doing a new piece that it might have a certain angularity to it, that we follow it with something classical that then is like a nice sort of deep tissue massage on your throat. Is it something you're keenly aware of in rehearsal and performances, how your voice is in shape, that you really, you just have a, a feel and a sense and an oral understanding of? Oh my God! Yes, that's uh, any singers like that. We're we're continually hyper aware of every little difference that's happening in our in our throat, but we have to be so finely tuned that uh, you know. Look, we singers also love to complain, <laughs> you know, and we love to have excuses why things are might you know might not be working the way we want. But uh, mostly, uh, we are. We have to be hyper aware. It's a, we're, we're we're asked to operate at a very high level, and it's a very precise level, and it takes years of training. So, you have to give singers a little bit of forgiveness for sometimes being the hypochondriacs. As a musician, as a as a vocalist, it's so important for you to to develop a relationship with the composer you're working with. How do you sort of get into their mind what your voice does really well? In this case, it was really fortunate. I got to speak with Owen. Uh, in summer of 2016 while I was working in Santa Fe and we had a nice long conversation where in addition to talking about the piece in general I was able to communicate and these are the sort of roles that feel like home vocally and Owen has written a, a piece that's vocally very suited to me and very thoughtful in how it, it uses the voice as a truly expressive tool because one of the things that it's easy to fall into is forgetting that the, sh- the mere sound of a voice in full cry is a highly emotional experience for the listener. And so unless you allow the voice time to blossom and bloom and soar, you're missing out on the very core experience of what opera singing is. What Owen has done is he's written music that allows melismatic expression as well as communicating the text. And that's why I think it, it, it's able to tap into some really deep emotions. So I know you launched your career with a fantastic La Boheme with Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that to be kind of one of your sort of core repertoire roles? What's funny is I did the role of Schonard on Broadway, and we were doing eight shows a week. So I've done, at last count, somewhere in the neighborhood of 330 to 350 performances of Schonard in La Boheme. But once I did that... I think I did it at one or two other companies, you know, little short runs. But I said, I think I've, I think I've plumbed the depths of Schonard in La Boheme. If we talk about number of performances, it is numerically a core part of my repertoire. But since about the last 10, 12 years, I guess, it hasn't really been uh, one of my go-to roles. I've, uh, I've, I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. That was Daniel Okulich. You can hear him perform a new work by Owen Pallett this Wednesday. That's part of the TSO's New Creations Festival. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. 
That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast. This March, escape into music with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Breathe in the tranquility of Beethoven's scenic pastoral symphony. Plus, passionate masterworks by Sibelius and Magnus Lindbergh, conducted with magnificence by guest maestro Hanna Lintu. Don't miss Beethoven's Symphony 6. Two shows only March 22nd and 23rd at Roy Thompson Hall. Order superb seats today at tso.ca.